Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in downtown Aurora, Colorado. If there is such a thing, I don't think there is a downtown Aurora, but we're here. We're actually in the southeast area. Just celebrated 22 years as a church. Uh, grateful to be a part of what God's doing in this area of Denver. I want to welcome everyone that's listening on another network around the country. Many, 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 many stations are connected with us now. Everyone on the Radio by Grace Network, Hope FM, Truth FM, Grace FM, Higher Rock Radio, all you guys online, even around the country, around the world, welcome. The number to dial 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000. Or you can text me, uh, the lines with more people listening, the lines fill up faster. Uh, so you can always text if you're in a safe place, 720-336-0897 is the number to text. We are taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Here's a text question as we wait for folks to come in. Good evening. Uh, My question is, the word says the Lord is in the midst where two or three or more gathered. Uh, When we pray, I know it's a fact he hears us because I spoke with him this morning, so you can answer the question for me. I don't... Um, see the question. What happens when we pray alone? I'm sorry, and I get it. What happens when we pray alone? Uh, God hears your prayers. And uh, I think that that passage needs to be first understood in context. So let me unpack that passage for you. Uh, And the first thing we'll do is we will read it. Uh, And you may be surprised that the passage doesn't exactly mean what you think it means. Although... By application, it can, okay? So we're in Matthew 18, beginning in verse 15, Jesus is teaching how to deal with an offended brother, and he says, go to him, number one, and if he doesn't listen, take two or more, and if he doesn't listen, tell it to the church. If he doesn't listen to the church, treat him like a tax collector. Uh, And then he says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I say to you, if two or three of you agree on on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. The direct interpretation of the two or three are gathered is not just a general statement that says, hey, whenever two or three are together, the Lord's right there in the midst. But rather... It's an emphasis 
on the biblical truth of the agreement of the elders or the leaders of the church when it comes to a a matter of church discipline. So that when there are two or three together, that is the witness of the uh, agreement of the leadership and we're to hold together in that authority and that prayer and that fellowship of the agreement that this brother is unrepentant and God is affirming the witness, you know, the two or three witnesses uh, that are there, okay? However, it is true that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. It is not true that if there's not two or three that God isn't in the midst. He's always among us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. He, well, Every born-again believer has uh, the Holy Spirit living in her, in him. Uh, so what happens when we pray alone? The Lord is with us. He hears us, and he answers us according to his will. But there is something special and sweet uh, and wonderful when we're together and where there are two or three are gathered. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, but if two or three are not gathered and it's only one, the Lord is still in your midst. You have the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of your salvation dwelling in you. God is with you. You draw near to him, he draws near to you. So I would say the general answer would be what happens when we pray alone? Exactly what happens when we pray two or three together. Great question. I know you texted in yesterday, so thanks uh, for texting it back in today. I had it on the list to pick up from yesterday, but you got it straight up at the top of the hour. 303-690-3000. Got open lines. Uh, Thursdays always tend to start slow, so give me a call. 303-690-3000. All lines are open. Number works anywhere around the country. Save it in your cell phone. Uh, save it's both numbers. You know, on one, enter it as Calvary Live Voice, and then put the other one in as Calvary Live Text. And then you can just, you know, tell your uh, phone, hey, uh, you know, text Calvary Live Text or something, and uh, and then you can send it in by voice. Uh, but give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number. Text me, 720-336-0897. Got an update on Joe Min just before the show. Kim uh, updated me. He had, as a matter of fact, I'll just read to you uh, her update. Uh, I think you'll be encouraged by it. Uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, it says, got great news. Mercies to my husband today. Uh, with him now, he's down on uh, 40% of the vent. Amazing. 93 to 96 oxygen. Amazing. Less medicated. Amazing. And uh, we give God the glory. Uh, for great things uh, he has done and such a very, I mean, what are we, four days into the week, such a great turn of events uh, for Joman. We pray that the next update we get is they send him home uh, because he's doing much better. And, and you know, COVID is serious business, folks. Um, I know it's all, I, I shared this at church last night um, in our midweek Bible study. Is like, you know, it's all theory. It's all politics. It's all opinion. It's this vax, anti-vax, all that until you're in the hospital. And then it's just serious. And then all the opinions don't matter, which they never really do matter. And all the attitudes don't matter. And, and I could already hear some of you boiling. Oh, Ed, you don't understand. It's the last days. Oh, no, I do understand. I've been teaching the Bible you know, here as a pastor 22 years. I taught at the church I came from another eight years. I've been teaching the Bible almost 30 years. 
um, or 28 years, something like that. Um, I believe in the last days. I believe uh, in the, the global coming of the Antichrist. I believe in the rapture of the church. I believe that perilous times have, are coming and have come. I believe all of that. I just don't think you should live with this this hyper worried, anxious um, state, but rather do the work of the ministry, do business until he comes. Uh, be evangelistic. Don't don't be so passionate about your opinions as you are about the gospel. Um, and uh, it it's just facts. I don't know any other way to put it. You you are you and I. I mean, there's a lot of things we get passionate about, but at the bema seat, it's not going to matter. Um, what's going to matter is love, mercy, empathy, care, concern, and uh, that actually is my part of my message this weekend as we enter into 2022. Uh, I. I didn't. We we entered in our year with uh, extended worship on our weekend services, little Devo. But this week, I'm going to give the 2022 message. I think for our church, the word, uh, you know, the phrase, the direction God's giving us is peacemaker. And I see this this growth of what God's been doing. And so, tune in this week. We have services Saturday night. We're here in the Mountain Time Zone, so Saturday night at six. Um, Sunday mornings eight forty five, ten forty five, and download our free app. Um, because we'll notify you, we'll let you know wherever you are, are around the country when our services start. Of course, you're here in Denver. You should be a, uh, if you don't have a home church, be a part of ours. We'd love to welcome you. God's doing a fresh new work with us, and uh, our all our info is at calvaryco.church. And of course, if you're listening to this radio program on a different station, uh, there are a lot of great uh, local churches in your community, uh, and I'd encourage you to look up the website of the uh, station that you're listening to and see all of the great local pastors uh, and churches in your um, immediate community. Uh, here in Colorado, gracefm.com, uh, gracefm.com. We have uh, recommended churches there, people that we... And how, how do we recommend a church? Um, not just because they're a Calvary Chapel. That's not. It's because I have a relationship with the pastor, and you can trust the pastor. Uh, that's how you get on the list here. Um, and that's the way it is. 303-690-3000. Aurora. Uh, is our first call of the day. Line two is Bobby. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking my call. You're welcome. So my question is, is, you know, I was raised um, Catholic, and, you know, going through repentance, um, you know, going through Catholicism, what what is and how is the best way to confess our sins in in the Christian environment? I've, I've been coming to your church for quite some time, I have a lot mm-hmm. of heavy guilt, a lot of heavy weight on my heart. And what is the proper process of doing that? Is is meeting with a pastor um, similar to the Catholicism way? That's a great question, and I think it'll help to sort out some of the things that you're wrestling with because you are um, you are living out this sensitivity. What you're experiencing right now is a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And although the Roman Catholic Church kind of took responsibility for that and felt like, you know, we're responsible, we're the bridge, you can't get to God except through us, um, that's not true. Uh, You have direct access to God, and you can confess your sins directly to God and repent of them. Those are two different actions that you take, just like uh, conviction of sin and and this overwhelming guilt or shame are very different emotions. And you want to learn how to 
avoid the guilt and shame that comes with bad decisions, and you want to learn how to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit that comes from our bad decisions. So let's think about repentance just in general. The word repent means to turn away from. It means to feel regret or contrition or sorrow. And the biblical definition for repentance is to change your mind, to change your mind. Um, we're studying through the book of Acts right now, and eventually, uh, in not too many weeks from now, we'll be in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, where he says, where, the, where Peter's teaching and he says, uh, repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, and so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And there's a Greek word that that English word represents. Uh, the Bible was written in the New Testament, was written in the Greek language, and it's such a rich language. The Greek word metanao, uh, and that, that simply means to turn away from. Uh, it means to change your mind, uh, to look at things differently. You're to change your thinking about, and, and then so if you break it down, you change your thinking about who you are, you change your thinking about who God is, and then you change your thinking about the actions that you're taking. And it is not necessary whatsoever for you to repent with a man, uh, with a pastor, with a priest. Um, I am certain, I'm pretty confident that you've already asked God to forgive you of the sins that you're thinking of. Is that true? Absolutely. And I have, and I have repented <clears throat> my sins um, very frequently. I just still have such a heavy heart and heavy guilt throughout my years that I just yeah. don't feel that closeness to God right now. Well, and I think I think that now with the fact that, that you have repented, the next step of repentance is to trust God, right? He says, repent and be converted. Your sins will be blotted out. And now, now your life becomes a matter of faith. And you're right. You know, th- there are consequences to sin, right? So we... I mean, I, I've been saved 32 years, I think, something like that, 31 years. And I mean, I have a, I have a bad past and I know God's forgiven me of it. Uh, I, I know it is my past. It's not my present, but there are times where memories will come up and I'll feel just as bad today as I did back then. Um, but then that's when I rehearse. If I focus on myself and my bad behavior, I'm just going to be swallowed up in guilt, shame, regret and a depression, discouragement. But if I remember the work of the Lord in my life, then I'm going to be relieved that that's not who I am anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm not that person anymore. I, I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Uh, and and so now you're now needing to learn how to live in repentance, like to enjoy the benefits. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a, kid before christmas you know they uh, they they ask their parents for a big gift uh and their parents want to bless them so they get the big gift but then the kid messes up uh and we're talking like a teenager like they know better so the teenager messes up does a really bad thing um just expects man i don't want mom and dad to ever bless me i'm such a horrible kid i don't want the gift but then they open up on Christmas, they come and they open up, the, not only does God, does their parents give them the gift that they wanted, but all the accessories, you know, maybe the PS5 and 10 games or something. And now the kid is super sensitive. He's like, oh, I don't deserve it. I'm so horrible. They're happy. But then 
they feel regret because they were such a horrible kid the two weeks up to Christmas. But what that kid needs to do is repent of their belief, you know, uh, repent of their behavior and accept the gift and then enjoy the gift. That's what mom and dad want you. That's what our father in heaven wants. He wants you to enjoy him. He wants you to live a life of freedom. He wants you to enjoy all things that he's given to us. And yeah, we don't, none of us enter in perfectly and there are habits that you're going to have to unlearn, uh, unfortunately, uh, because the Roman Catholicism system of religion um, has created some barriers between you and God that can be done away with. It's It will take some time, though, to unlearn those bad behaviors. That makes sense. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. So let me pray for you, because I think um, you're on the right path, and you you need to know the difference between conviction and condemnation. You know, condemnation is all about Bobby, all about his bad behavior. What a bad person I am. I'm a horrible person. And and you're not, but you feel like that. So you just keep rehearsing it, rehearsing it. It discourages you. You're depressed. You don't feel like God's close to you, which he is. You just don't feel it. You're not experiencing it. It's kind of like being, again, same thing. Uh, you're, with, you're on Christmas. You got the PS5. You have the 10... Uh, you have the 10 games and the gifts. Uh, you're standing right there and you go, but man, I feel so far from my mom and dad, but they're standing right next to you. All you need to do is enjoy them and say, come play the game with me. I love you. You're my parents. And uh, condemnation will push you away from God, but conviction will lead you to God because you know he's the source to blot out your sins. He's the source to deal with, um, you know, they're, they're, the deal with the pain and consequence that comes from our bad behavior um and good praise god you don't need to go through anybody you have direct access access to god that would be phenomenal and that's exactly what i needed thank you father i pray for my brother and and i know a lot of others um through this man-made um you know man-made religion it, it, it there's a lot of man-made religions that just put barriers between us and you so I pray for my brother that as he is learning, um, he is learning to uh, grow in grace. He's learning to accept your grace. Um, he's learning to live in your forgiveness and grace that you would um, help him to to grow uh, and help him to learn and, and even uh, help him to unlearn, unlearn um, some things that are super bad habits and uh, even though he learned them very genuinely wanting to do what's right so bless him and encourage him in jesus name amen amen thank you pastor you're welcome let me recommend a book for you yeah, um please. it's called why grace changes everything by chuck smith and we should have it in the store uh we may not because you know we sold out for um for december but you can always order it um check the store first and um, such a great simple introduction to the grace of God which is will answer a lot of facets of what you asked that'll be great I mean I I've just finished a couple more of the books from this weekend and I look forward to picking that up this this Sunday as well fantastic bless you my brother thank you sir. take care all right bye-bye bye-bye 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, got an open line, let's, uh, 
go to California now. Jim is on the line. Jim, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you, Pastor Ed? I'm, I'm, I'm great. How are you? Good. Nice to talk to you in person. Um, that first call was pretty amazing. It really blessed me. I needed to hear some of that. Oh, right on. What's um, up? Hey, my question is, is that I have a very dear friend of mine who is saved, but um, we were having a conversation, and he says, once saved, always saved. And I didn't okay. know how to respond to that, because he's really not living the life he should be living right now, or walking right, right rather. Well, I, do, I don't like that phrase uh, specifically. Like, it's one of those phrases that really isn't biblical. Um, and it can be misused, like your friends using it, like I can live however I want. And, um, and you know, it's, if I'm saved once, then, then, you know, salvation happens and then I can go do my own thing, which, which, you know, that kind of attitude, that's kind of like a married person saying, yeah, I got married. We said our vows, but now I'm going to keep dating other women or I'm going to keep dating other men, bro. A married person doesn't say that like marriage changes a person just like salvation changes a person. Uh, so while I don't like that phrase, I do believe that salvation is eternal. Um, I do believe that a person that's saved is going to continue to be saved until the coming of Jesus Christ. I don't believe you are born again, then unborn again, and then born again again, and unborn again. I don't I don't believe that happens in the life of the believer, but rather um, I believe, you know, what the Bible says, that we're kept by the power of God. Um, that we're not kept by our own works, we're not saved by our own works. Uh, we're saved by the the power of God, and and so what you're you know what you're dealing with with your friend is he is um, he needs to be warned, right? He needs to be warned because yeah. if he's living in repetitive sin, like the phrase "once save, always save" isn't going to save him, um, because saved people don't live in repetitive sin. Uh, we live with occasional sin. Uh, we live with you know, sin that besets us. We live in the flesh sometimes, but we don't live in rebellion so that when a brother comes up um, and says, hey, bro, I, don't, I just don't see it in your life. You don't, you don't seem to be um, living up to the standard of Christ. Um, you know, the, the, they don't, their response should be brokenness and repentance, right? Because the Bible says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. That, that, that's what a brother needs to hear. Um, because if he's saved, if he's truly born again, then he's going to live that way. Right. I know that, uh, I know he struggles because one of his children is, is gay. And I know that he struggles with what the church says and what the Bible says about it. And he tries to, play both sides of the fence, but um, I just was wondering if there's a possibility, you know, to lose your salvation if you don't, if you say and you accept the Lord into your life, but you don't act that way and you don't live that way, you know. Yeah, I think the greater possibility is this, is that a person pretends to be saved, dabbles in it. It's kind of like, you know, showing up at your work, right? If I show up at your work and pretend to clock in, go sit at an empty desk and pretend to work, does that mean I'm an employee? Yeah, well, that's a good analogy. Yeah. I, I can do I can I can mimic a lot of behaviors of you. I could walk in the door with you, I could go to the break room with you, I could I, I could <laughs> I can I can do a lot of things with you, but there is there is an official 
there there is an official moment in time, you know, like a process. I, I can pretend to be employed there, but I'm, I, and even I can even tell people I'm employed. I can even act like I'm, a, but unless I am, I'm not. And I think that's the same right. with a born again believer. Unless I am, then I'm really not. And I can be in church. I can own a Bible. I can talk the talk. I can learn the words. But right. you know that you know Jesus is going to tell people at the end, "Hey, just depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Iniquity. I never knew you." Um, and these are people that yeah. thought that he knew him. That's rough. Yeah. Well, I appreciate those words, and you know. It's uh, made it a little bit clear, and, you know, I, I always want to come from a place of love, and I don't want to be, but uh, I appreciate your your clear understanding of it, and uh, I appreciate you and your church, and and uh, thank you for everything, and Happy New Year, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. 303-690-3000. Now we're going to head over to Wichita Falls. Carl is on the line. Carl, welcome to the program. Thank you. Enjoy your show. I try to catch it every chance I get. Radio right. by Grace. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I have a. It's not a problem, but it's a disconcerting issue in our church body. Young men are espousing the benefits of Calvinism. I'm not sure how to respond to that. Well, it all depends on what they're talking about and how they're talking about it. I mean, there are different levels of there are different levels of you know discussion. Um, I think that the best thing that I could do for you, uh, not having being in those conversations, is if you email me, I will send you a little pamphlet that a friend of mine put out that I that I think does the best job refuting Calvinism uh, and and truly pointing the discussion back to the character and the nature of God. Um, yeah. And, okay. you know, uh, if, what is your email address, sir? You can send it to ed at edtaylor.org.org. Ed at edtaylor.org. Excellent. I will. I do and, appreciate uh, just ask, it. Just, um, <clears throat> you know, we preach here so ever well. And, uh, oh, for it, sure. It flies so in the face of their, their beliefs, and uh, so just needed some biblical wisdom to work with. Yeah, I this is a really good. Thank you so much. It, you're welcome. Bye bye. Goodbye. Yeah, anyone that would want this little pamphlet, uh, te- email me, text me. Well, actually, email me. It's better. Ed at edtaylor dot org, and I'll send you a link. We can download it, and uh, it's out of print, uh, so it's a PDF now. It's out of print. And it is super helpful um, to add to that discussion because I agree we 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 preach the gospel to whosoever will, not to whosoever will that's elect and everyone else is is just has no hope. Um, it is not something that we agree to, and it's such a significant doctrine that we place it in our statement of faith that we are neither five point Calvinists nor five point Arminians, um, and equally on both sides of those arguments. Uh, we want to develop our systematic theology uh, from the Bible as best as we can. And I'm not even saying that we've got it 100% correct. Um, like, like I'm not even taking the stance like Calvinists do, that you're lost if you're not a Calvin. I don't, I'm not even taking that stance. I just know that I can make a strong argument for the love of God, for his love for sinners. Um, you know, if, if there are truly people on the earth 
that were born to never be saved, then you can't do mass evangelism. You can't evangelize, really, uh, because then to a person that uh, that possibly could not, that that was already born to be damned, you'd be lying to them. And I know you can, I know you back around and kind of dance around that, but it's just the facts. If If there are truly people that can never be saved on the earth, then you cannot... Uh, you cannot tell them they can be saved. That that would be dishonest. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things there, um, and it's good to have dialogue. It's good to have dialogue. It's called five point Calvinism. Weighed and found wanting. I think it is. Uh, so anyway, we first half of the program is already over. Open lines. Give me a call 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the second half of program today. Grateful that you chose to join us wherever you might be around the country. Uh, this is Calvary Live. It originates here at the Grace FM radio studios in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, out of Calvary Chapel or Calvary Church in Aurora. And we're on uh, many different networks around the country. Grateful uh, to be a part of your um, day today. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm host today. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. Um, uh, we're the ones that just really uh, that dreamt up the, the idea of Calvary Live and invited other pastors to be a part of it. Uh, so we have different hosts uh, each week, just to keep it fresh, different personalities, different ways of answering the questions. Uh, I love it. I love the variety. I love the opportunity. Uh, and we are um, taking your calls and questions. It looks like um, we have open, open lines. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, taking your calls and your questions last night. Uh, was a snow day uh, here. We, you know, it's it's. It, <laughs> I've been here in Colorado. I grew up in Southern Cal. Uh, enjoyed the weather there. Enjoyed uh, living there, growing up there. We moved here, and the snow, the snow, the snow. You wake up, it's so beautiful in the morning. It's wonderful, and then the snow rolled in about four o'clock, and it got you know that when it comes down, it gets kind of dangerous, and we didn't. Uh, we were so busy all day, we didn't notice. Uh, you know how it was or what it was, so we didn't end up canceling service. I personally don't like to cancel service, uh, uh, snow days or otherwise. I mean, only for absolute safety purposes. Uh, there was all this talk about, you know, during COVID, church is essential, church is essential, and then all these churches are closing uh, for the slightest things. Even some churches closed uh, the day after Christmas. I don't understand it. Um, if the, uh, but that's a different topic for a different day. Uh, but. Uh, we ended up not closing and people came. I, I mean, I, we probably had 50 people come out, uh, which was surprising uh, considering the weather, but the, the folks just love to brave the weather. And we started our study in the book of Genesis and it's so good. Uh, it has been uh, 20 years or uh, just about 20 years since I taught Genesis. So we're starting over and uh, just really growing in grace and uh, getting through the, 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 the essential, you know, the first 11 chapters of Genesis are fundamental 
in understanding the rest of the Bible. I don't know if you ever realize that, but they're fundamental. And they are to be taken literally, to be interpreted literally. And if you if, if we mess up the first 11 chapters of Genesis, the rest of the Bible won't make sense. It won't be clear. It won't be... If you mess up your interpretation in the beginning of Genesis, then the rest of the Bible will not be consistent. And we are studying, just started. It's going to be a while. We're going to spend some time introductory and, and then work our way through. It's not going to be super in-depth, um, but it's also not going to be a flyover either. It's going to be a good, solid Bible study with application where the Holy Spirit... So study number one is up on our website or on our app, and I encourage you uh, to get it. And the uh, website is calvaryco.church calvaryco.church and you can also download the app I'd encourage you to do that because if you download the app and turn on notifications we'll be able to communicate with you and stay in touch with you Uh, so give me a call 303-690-3000 is the number and we are looking forward to you uh, calling with these open lines and allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us, uh, to grow us in grace together. And no matter where you are uh, listening, no matter where you are listening, um, the Lord is wanting to encourage you and to bless you and to strengthen you in all that he has <clears throat> uh, in all he has in store for you. Um, you know, what what it is that he wants to accomplish. We were just last night, you know, we were talking about how every time we open up the Bible, uh, it is going to accomplish the work that God has has set it, you know, wrote it and now hearing it, the timing that we're hearing it. That's why when you read the Bible, you know, especially as you read through the um, you read through the scriptures and as you're reading through the scriptures every year like maybe you read one year and another year uh you get something different it's the same word it's the same letters on the paper it's the same instruction it hasn't changed but you get something different why because the lord always has something to say personally and practically that's why i think it's important for you to read your bible and pray every day uh, for you to come open and ready to be changed that you would come with a submissive heart willing to uh, receive God's word, willing to grow in it, uh, willing to yield to it, uh, willing to submit to the word of God, uh, to to take it and and say this is what it says and this is what it requires of me. Um, you know, we when we when we come to the word of God, it requires at least three things. There's three things when we open the Bible that uh, that that we should pay attention to. Number one, the Bible requires our full attention our full attention, our mind should be open and awake, uh, you know, not with, that's that's why I encourage you to read the paper Bible and not your iPad and not your phone, even though there's nothing wrong with iPad and phone at all. Don't misunderstand me. I read on my iPad and phone too, but the problem is, is if a text comes through or some notification comes through, I, I'm not giving my full attention to the word. And either I forget, you know, if I forgot to put on do not disturb or um, but it requires your full attention. Number two, it requires an attitude of retention. Retention. 
Your mind should, you should have a commitment to memorize the Bible, to know it, to recall it, to rehearse it, to hide it in your heart. Like it's not just reading and then going on to doing your thing, but it's reading to retain. So give the Bible your attention. Um, come to the Bible with the heart of retention. And then finally, um, intention. As you read the word, you need to read the word with the intention of obedience, where your will is focused on doing what God is saying or receiving what God is saying. Or so retention, or excuse me, attention, retention, and intention. So important when you open the Bible. 303-690-3000. We're going to go to Bennett, Colorado. Rick, welcome to the program. Hey, Ed, how you doing? Uh Good, how are you? Very good. I was just calling up. I, something I just—it it just kind of bugs me, but um, that I see in the church and between everybody, and that is the the willingness. You know, if you go and you you witness to somebody else um, of you know something that you've done or something else, it it's a it seems like it's a more of a competition. And I, I've talked to a lot of other Christians and stuff. Would say the same thing. You know, if you if you go out and you witness and you have success and stuff and you if you tell somebody else well they're probably going to take you apart for us or you know into window and so on instead of supporting you and uh which i i i, I don't understand because i always kind of felt that you know if you support somebody then you become part of and so and that we're all in this to you know get the doing the same thing and that's trying to you know get more people to christ and uh but what I see happening with that is nobody sees the truth, and I see people that are scared to death to go out and talk to anybody about Christ and stuff. And I've never, I don't see this where uh, people are so you know terrible about it and stuff. Like it's pretty much, I see pretty much the opposite. But most people don't know that, so they'll they'll never you know know that, or they won't. You know, you're not going to learn techniques from each other on your successes and stuff like that because mm-hmm. we won't support mm-hmm. each other. Well, I think there's, there's a lot of different reasons, you know, because there's a lot of different people. But I do believe there's a community of, of I think when I hear you, um, I I think of some of the brothers that are in the church that love to witness, love to talk, that you would have a, a deep kinship with. Um, if you email yeah. me, I'll connect you with one of the brothers, man. He He's always looking to be encouraged and to encourage uh, on this. But, you know, people get defensive. They they are mm-hmm. un- sometimes your your zeal uh, is a convicting is a conviction uh, for them. Uh, so, you know, it's a defensive mechanism to keep you at a distance, um, mm-hmm. to keep you keep you over there. And I'm over here. And but, you know, our flesh is alive and well and. I just don't. I, I I don't know any any other way to put it. But our our flesh is alive and well, and it's unfortunate, but it's true. And it's like I say, it, it, I don't understand it because you know we're, we're told to support. Like support if you support, and we're all on the you know the same team and everything. Um, why is there a jealousy? Why is why is this? Like I said, if you support somebody, then you're part of their. You know, it's like just. They're out in your church, you know, um, just, just just anybody, you know, park and help well, them you know, park their cars. The, and, uh, the Bible, the Bible actually answers that question. Um, listen to what it says in James chapter four, verse one: Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? 
You lust and do not have. You murder, covet, cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you might spend it on your pleasures. And, you know, he it's selfishness. Uh, it's pride. It is mm-hmm. uh, jealousy. Uh, and it comes because we're selfish, self-centered. Um, when we're self-centered, we're going to be offended um, at the success of others. And it's really wrong. We should be excited and encouraged and and be encouraging at the success of others. Yeah, and the opposite side of it is if you don't support them and somebody loses their soul, that's probably going to go on you, isn't it? Well, there's going to be a, there's definitely going to be a reckoning, um, I believe, um, but before the Lord for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, people. I would think that people could see that that, you know, when you support, you know, you're part of it, and when you're not, you're taking it down. So, um, but it's just I, I see so many people that are scared to say anything, and you know, if, if people are witnessing to each other, and I talk to a lot of Christians that are scared to death of it, um, talking to another Christian. In fact, is you know, I, I'll witness to people that are, you know, not in the faith all day long, and they take it great. But you can get in a lot of trouble to, um, speaking to other Christians about what you're doing. And that well, just doesn't just make keep, sense to me. <laughs> Got to keep your eyes on the Lord and do what he's called you to do. That That's the best yeah. the best well, choice. I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just no, saying but, I think that this is something that is probably tearing the church apart because— Nobody knows the truth because, you know, if, you know, people will come in if they have a problem, everybody wants to hear about it. But if you come in with a success, so all they're hearing is the problem. And so, you know, that's all we're, we're spreading through the church and stuff is that, you know, if you, you witness or you go talk to somebody or so on that you're going to get, you know, something bad's going to happen and stuff. And it's not true. Right. Well, keep giving those good testimonies. Don't worry about the response. Stay faithful. Keep giving those positive testimonies. And uh, if you email me, I'll connect you with Dale. I think Dale would encourage you, and he would be encouraged by you. And this is his this is his passion. And uh, I'm sure you guys can share some of the frustrations too together. To iron sharpens iron. To build one another up. Okay. Bless you, man. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Um, here's a text that came through. We're plugged into our church. I've attended for a while now. Uh, pastor teaches topical rather than verse by verse, like Calvary chapels. We recently felt the need to study the Bible deeper, um, but torn if we should leave our home church. Well, we, uh, it's a broader question uh, that is one that you know is a, probably deeper than the radio. But I'll give you some general things. Your desire to leave your home church is not a selfish one. It is one where you guys are feeling the need to be fed the Word of God and not, again, I'm not opposed to topicals. I teach I teach topically as well when necessary, absolutely. But it is not a long-term solution for the need of long-term spiritual growth. I know there are debates about that. I won't argue about it. I'm not, I don't feel superior about it. I just think that that's how I grew. So that's how I want to help other people grow. I want to be able to say before the congregation one day that I'm not neglected to tell them the whole word of God. Like, like when you guys ask questions here on the radio and you ask a question on a particular passage, I go to that passage and I go to my teaching because I taught on that passage. And if I taught on it, then I already probably already answered that question. Uh, and and so those resources are up there. So 
your number one, your desire to leave the current church is not a bad one. And then number two, when you're in a church, whether it's your home church or not, there's a couple things you need to consider in order to stay there. Number one, uh, do I am I fed the word of God from the pulpit? Not not as the pastor, you know, a great personality and he's very engaging and super funny and none of that none of that nonsense matters. Uh, even though a boring, drawn out pastor is not doing what he needs to do, that 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 too, you know, you you. You want to be able to connect with the man behind the pulpit that's teaching the word of God that has God has gifted with the gift of pastor teacher. And if you're not being fed from the pulpit, you don't belong in that church. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Visiting, home church, and even a church teaches verse by verse. If you can't connect, you know, the Bible says the sheep hear the shepherd's voice. So you're listening for the shepherd's voice through the pastor. And not like they're your shepherd. We have a great shepherd, right? We're just under shepherds. But if you're not receiving the word from the pulpit, even in Calvary Chapel, you can't stay because it's just a waste of time. Oh, but I got so many friends. No, 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 no. No, friendships are not important. more important than the word of God in your life, just the way it is. And if, you, if you're in a church but you're not growing spiritually uh, and, and it's not your disobedience, um, number one, you have to look at the pulpit and go, am I growing? Number two, you have to look around and say, is this a church that I can raise my family in? Is this the church that God wants me to be in? And and then thirdly, you make a commitment and don't leave, no matter what happens. You know, difficulty, challenges, you work it through, you biblically, you submit, you walk in humility and all of that. Uh, you know, for me, I've only been in two churches my entire adult life, uh, and I didn't pick either one of them. Um, the Lord led me to Calvary Chapel in Downey. I was there for eight years. I didn't I didn't leave until the Lord led me out. And he led me to another Calvary Chapel in Colorado that I had the privilege of pastoring now. Um, and that's it. And I won't leave Calvary Aurora unless the Lord tells me to. This is, this is, and you go, but Ed, where are you getting fed if you're the teacher? Well, a couple ways. One, I still listen to my pastor. I still listen to Pastor Chuck. Um, I still listen to Skip Heitzig. I, I, I love Bible study. Um, love, love, love. And I listen to my, I listen to Bill Gim. I listen, I listen to our own radio station. Um, I'm always in the Word. I love the Word. I love Bible study. Um, but my pastor, I still have my pastor, um, and I, I grow in grace by listening and receiving from him. Uh, and I'm in the Word. I'm reading all the time. I'm, in, I'm praying. Also, I was telling somebody last night, uh, the neat thing about being a pastor is that as you're preparing the Word, God's ministering to you first. So I'm receiving it bef- before I ever delivering it. Then when I deliver it, the Lord is also ministering to me. As I'm open to the Word of God, even though I'm the one speaking, the Holy Spirit is is ministering to me. So back to your question, it sounds like you need to move on. And I don't know what it is you're torn about, um, but it's okay to leave. 303-690-3000, Denver, Colorado, Mara, welcome to the program. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can, yeah. You're on the air. Okay, I was just calling because I was like, let me call and tell them God bless you all. Um, I'm going to get emotional. Hold just a a second. All right. I'm four and a half years in the Lord. Okay. And uh, I listen to you, not a lot, but I do listen to you because I deliver food and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so excited about the Word of God. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) I've never heard 
somebody so passionate about it. So I was like, let me call and tell them, God bless you. Oh, I received that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I so, really um, am grateful. I, I would say, you know, it's. I hope it's not any different from folks, but I'm I'm very happy that God saved my life. I'm happy that he saved my soul. I'm happy he saved my marriage. I'm happy, like I really believe uh, what God's word says, and I want to live it out to the best of my ability. Amen, amen, and thank you, Jesus, because that's what happened to me. It's like instantaneously yes. he changed me from, well, I got baptized, and then um, I was like, he's going to take everything away from me. I just know it, the pills, mm. the depression, the anxiety, everything, and he did. Just at, And I know it's not the water, right, but just in that obedience, he, uh, I got baptized, and then from that day forward, I was not craving any cigarettes, any pills. Mm-hmm. I was not depressed anymore, and I just couldn't put my finger on it, but my dad's been born again since 1982. Mm-hmm. So he was, he's been, you know, he's been, uh, I guess, pastoring me and mentoring me through all of these four and a half That's years. And so <clears throat> I wanted to um, even go and visit you guys' church, but it's a little bit far, but Hopefully I can go down there one of these days. I'd love to meet you, and I know um, uh, the, the church here is great. We love the Lord, and I'd love to to meet you, pray for you, and encourage you in the Lord. All right. Thank you, Pastor Ed, and okay, God sister. bless you and your congregation. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 303 You know, I do think, too— um, you know, to balance it, I'm not always excited. I get super discouraged. Um, definitely have days, uh, battle depression a lot after the death of my son. And uh, discouragement still visits me from time to time. I I, um, I do love Jesus, man, and I'm so grateful to be saved. But I also um, think, you know, I, I'm a thinker. I'm a worrier. Uh, there's so much of my flesh that wants to rule over the spirit, uh, and um, and it's just a real walk with the Lord. So I would, I just, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to clarify that for someone out there. Like I'm not always um, super encouraged, and you know, you could ask my wife or my kids, um, even the team that serves with me. They know, they've experienced it. That um, it's it's gotten so much better. I mean, um, we're coming up on on uh, nine years this year. My son passed away, and and all the difficulty and drama uh, and just sin that's connected with his death. But, um, you know, trials don't always resolve. I was talking to a brother recently whose um, spouse has, a, has an illness uh, that's very scary and very challenging. And, and we were just talking about, for many years, the Lord allows us to be in these trials, right, that have beginning, middle, end, beginning, middle, and end. But over time, every believer is going to learn that there are many trials that have a beginning and a long middle and probably won't end until you see Jesus face to face. And you need to learn how to live that way and live with the endurance. And the, the Greek word is hupomone, to press on and persevere. And, and you know, I wrote a couple books about that. I wrote a book called a God's, Help, God's uh, Help for Your Troubled Heart. Um, that was a series of Bible studies I did. Um, that we put into book form. So I'd encourage you to pick that up. Uh, you, you know, wherever you get books, or you can go to our bookstore, it, all the proceeds of our bookstore, all the net proceeds go to missionaries. So the bookstore is calvaryco.store, 
calvaryco.store. Uh, same thing for our, our website, calvaryco.church. Um, but um, that book is very encouraging because it, it goes through the lives of people that struggled and suffered and, and didn't necessarily get the resolution <clears throat> that you would expect. Like, if, you know, if you've experienced a loss of a loved one, they're not coming back. Um, so the resolution that you really want, you're never going to get until you meet them in the, in the, in, you know, meet them in the air, meet them in the, with the Lord. Um, you know, just this last week we had a <clears throat> situation in our church where a young man, um, his father committed suicide. And then by the end of the week, his brother committed suicide. And, uh, yeah, I saw the church rallying around him. <clears throat> I wanted to take a picture of, uh, I, I was, you know how quick you are to pull out the phone. They were in the sanctuary praying, a lot of people praying over him. And I wanted to take the picture and, and just post it and say, look at people. But I, it was such a sacred moment. I didn't want to take the picture. I didn't take it. It's in my mind. Yeah, it, I wanted to post it and share it. Just say, hey, look, we're a loving church. And they lo- and, and we are, and we, we are even if I don't post a picture. Um, but I have that in my mind. I see him sitting there, his black um, hoodie with the post office on it and all his brothers and sisters around him praying for him, uh, ministering to him. Um, and you know, the body of Christ is meant to encourage and strengthen one another. So yes, I'm excited about the things of the Lord. Yes. I love Jesus, but not every day is so exciting for me. Um, not every day is uppity up, you know, um, not every day, the, the I have, you know the enemies of my soul and the you know you read the Psalms and Dave wasn't that way for David either even though David was passionate, um, but I love this in Psalm forty right one of my favorite Psalms. Uh, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to hear me. He heard my cry. He brought me up out of the horrible pit. He brought me up out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock. Established my steps. He's put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust, and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you didn't desire. My ears you have opened. Burn offering and sin offering you did not require. And then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book it's written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, you yourself know. I've not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I've declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have surrounded me, and my iniquities have overtaken me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. Amen, amen. Let them be driven backward. Amen. And brought to dishonor who wish to me evil. Amen, amen. Let them be confounded because of their shame who say to me, Aha, aha. 
Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, and the Lord yet he thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God. Isn't that a great psalm, Psalm 40? So let me just tell you, church, believers, wherever you are around the country, uh, be in church this weekend. Worship the Lord. Um, Don't seek evil for people. You can't worship God and seek evil. You can't worship God and write bad things on Facebook, right? You can't. You can't. You can't gossip about someone and worship God. You can't slander and worship God. You can be in church. You can pretend. You can be a leader. You, the pastor can think you're the best giver and everything. But if you're lying and gossiping and slandering, don't fool yourself. You are in, you are in rank rebellious sin. And if you're not convicted about it, that's even a more dangerous position, is it not? Um, but it is good. It is good. Um, it is good that the Lord is doing great things in uh, his church today, among his church, and may the Lord bless you. Now, listen, if uh, you're praying about, back to that question about leaving your church, you know, obviously if you have any sin unresolved, issues unresolved, always resolve them. Always make sure things are right with your pastor, right with other people, but you have freedom to head out. But do it clean. Don't take problems with you. Hey, you hear the music? God bless you guys. May you be strengthened, encouraged, built up in the Lord, And let's be passionate about the things of God this week as he uses us. God bless you. See you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.